You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Shopping just got a whole lot better with GoTime Bank. GoTime Bank gives you reward points when you shop, and points can be redeemed as cash with a simple tap in the GoTime Bank app. Not only does GoTime Bank offer interest rates 50 times higher than traditional banks, but it also provides three free bank transfers to other banks per week. With GoTime Bank, you can send, shop, and save with ease and confidence, knowing that your money is safe and secure. Download the GoTime Bank app today and open an account in less than five minutes. Visit www.gotime.com.ph for more details. That's g-o-t-y-m-e.com.ph. Podcast Network Asia. Over the years of, for my own personal self, and seeing what's worked for people, the number one thing really is you gotta love yourself. You are listening to Project Loving Myself podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Have you noticed how, at some point, you and everyone else gets bitten by the health and well-being bug? All of a sudden, you actually care about what you put into your body. You notice that you can't just eat what you want, or pull late nights or morning hangovers like you used to. Your body actually starts to tell you when things are going wrong: neck pain, back pain, digestive issues, eyesight problems. I don't think of it as aging as much as I see it as years of neglect and abuse starting to catch up and take its toll. I mean, there had to be consequences for our actions. Did we think we could get away with being glued to our cell phones and our eyes wouldn't protest? Did we really think we could ingest hormones, chemical additives, preservatives, GMO food, and it would just be another day in the life of you? Not sleeping enough, and your memory will show signs of wear and tear. Not stretching after a workout, and your muscles are so much more sore. We can't just get away with it, trying to cheat the system and thinking our body will make it work. 
actions have consequences. There are no two ways about it. How we treat our body is the determining factor of securing a healthy body for the rest of our lives. Because once sickness takes hold, everything starts to unravel like a ball of yarn, and it might be a long road back to recovery. And we're seeing this kind of a breakdown all over the world. Cancer has become a household word. COVID has led to a host of other problems, mental, physical, and emotional. Diabetes and fertility issues have run rampant in our world today. And speaking of fertility issues, cervical cancer vaccines, toxic tampons, birth control pills, and mother issues. No wonder it is so much harder to get pregnant today, and yet we still have an overpopulation problem. Those who want to have babies are having challenges, and those who don't keep getting pregnant. What has life come to? But there is a ray of hope. It isn't all disaster and drama. It's never too late to start taking care of your body. It isn't too late to do an about turn on your lifestyle. You can still change your future outcomes. The thing is, these are things we don't think about every day. We are so focused on getting somewhere in our career, taking care of our family, making more money, and failing relationships that we don't pay enough attention to what is happening to our bodies. So this episode is that word of caution. Maybe you needed to hear this now so you can correct your trajectory and find a kinder and gentler way or approach towards your body instead of throwing it into the deep end over and over again. And to help me remind you of the importance of taking care of yourself, I've invited Christina Meningo to inspire you to make those changes that will leave you for asking for more. Christina is a deeply passionate holistic health and wellness coach, movement specialist, and well-being advocate. Yep, she is definitely part of this tribe. Her journey has been focused on learning and teaching yoga, mindfulness, and meditation for over 10 years. So she has a lot to share with us. So let's get right to that conversation. Let's talk with her. Welcome to the podcast, Christina. Thank you for having me, Sanayat. You, your intro was incredible. Definitely speaking my language. Everything you said was spot on. Yeah. You know, I wrote this in like one go. I was thinking about how do I want to, you know, frame this episode? What do I want to talk to Christina about? And it wasn't just about the questions, but kind of what is the purpose of this conversation in the first place? And it just came to me because this is something that I've been through, right? And I know a lot of my friends, especially during the pandemic, like everybody was like, oh my God, we're going to start losing weight and working out and eating better. And, you know, we focus so much time and attention because we had the time, mm. right, on ourselves. And I do want to remind people that it wasn't just that, you know, lockdown kind of deal. It is something that we really have to make a commitment to for the rest of our lives. Absolutely. And I think, you know, like you said, people usually it's when there is cancer or a heart attack or something major that happens. And when people realize I need to focus on my health. And at that point, yes, you can still improve. But like you said, it's a long road and it's a little bit harder as opposed to now. I think the other thing that COVID shone the light on is 
eh, maybe a little fear was bad at the beginning, you know, like it shocked people in the fear. But what it did, it gave people, it lit the fire under people to be like, okay, I don't have any major issues right now, but I know I need to take care of my health or it could be a downhill path for me in the future. Absolutely. So I think that's also, right? That's the thing that also kind of stimulated people. And because I've never had so much interest or so many clients come to me as much as I did this beginning of this year, 2023. And you know what? It makes total sense because during the pandemic, I feel like the world got divided. Okay. So there were the countries that had their together, right? And there were those countries where the government, the political system was just not organized enough to take care of its people. So you had that divide right? The countries that did it well, that wrote it well, and then the countries where it just everything spun out of control. And, you know, there was no real like easy line to draw, like how much is too much and how much is not enough. So we saw some countries go kind of crazy with the restrictions and we saw some countries that were really lax and it caught up, right? It's the same thing. It caught up with everybody, right? If you weren't, if you were too lax, if you weren't putting some measure of control in there, it spun out of control. And if you did it too much, then the people would rebel and there was a lot of discord and discontent. So it's like, again, actions have consequences. And then the other divide I feel like happened is the people who believed in vaccines and those who didn't, right? So there was another polarity created there. Mm -hmm. And finally, we had for me, the most, I would say, polarizing divide, which is immunocompromised and not immunocompromised, Mm. because those who are immunocompromised got vaccines first, as they should. And those who were immunocompromised had to worry so much more than everybody else. And for them, it was like, oh, my God, you know, my health is now putting me at risk, okay, for COVID. Right. It was like, oh, my God, am I in the immunocompromised group or am I in the other group who will probably fare better? Right. Okay. And I think that was really just, whoa, it was a whoa moment for a lot of people and for people whose family members were in the immunocompromised group. They had to start acting like immunocompromised because they couldn't bring it home right? They had to be a lot more careful. And so suddenly everybody was like, whoa, actions have consequences. You know, the state of my body is very important. And, you know, everybody was like taking vitamins. There was all this like health food crazes and like supplements and like miracle cures and all this crazy stuff that was going on around the world. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you experienced as well. And And so I think that really put the focus back on our health and our well-being, because that's a whole other conversation, the well-being one, right? Yes. But let's pick up on the, the whole health and holistic living. I think that's kind of where I really want to go with our conversation today. So I'm going to start with one of your favorite quotes. I read that this is a quote that you really feel connected to. The only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. And that's by Ralph Waldo Emerson. So, Christina, tell me, who have you decided to be? Well, for me, it's been a journey for me. So, for me, I've had multiple career changes from the fashion industry to hospitality. 
and eventually right back to health and wellness, which is what I studied in college. But I didn't quite know where my direction was. So I kind of bounced around. And with these things, these other careers were things that were, I was drawn to. It was something intuitive that I wanted, but it wasn't the complete picture. And something that I've come to understand full circle now, health and well-being has been a part of my life since I was a kid. I was a collegiate gymnast and it's always been something that has been there. But I think that's probably why I didn't turn to it right away because I was, you know, intrigued with the creativity. So I wanted to go into fashion and then I loved planning events. So then I went into hospitality industry and then I realized all of that can be compiled into what was my inner passion, which was helping people and educating myself, something I was already doing about health and wellness, health and well-being. I've been in the background always constantly studying. That's one of my passions is to study and to learn and to educate myself and then to share that with people. And my ultimate passion is when I see people have a change, have a win because of the work that we're doing together, sharing information. So the person that I am is a person that I think intuitively it's connecting with who I really truly am and using my genius, my talents to be that person and just keep continuing on that. So it's kind of a combination of everything. So I feel like I'm in the zone and flow with what I'm doing now. Beautiful. And I totally relate to that. Now, what I want to know a little bit more about, Christina, is how did you make that career change? How did you go from, you know, jobs that you know, everybody would think these are well-paying, proper jobs to then moving into, I would say, a little bit of unknown territory in terms of how do I make a living? How do I make this my career? I mean, coming from the backgrounds you have, I'm sure you went through a little bit of that either questioning or uncertainty when you were making that move. Yeah. Well, the first move from fashion industry, well, getting into the fashion industry I was scared to commit to something boring that I was going to hate for the rest of my life. I didn't want to be into that you know, job where I just hated it. And I was lucky enough to have parents who supported me, even though my mm-hmm. mom is Korean. It's very much, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're an accountant. That's all you can be. But I was lucky enough. For, Asian parents. Right? Is just, Asian parents. Oh, my brother became an accountant, very successful. But my mom <laughs> said, you know what? Hey, this is what you want to do. Go do it. She let me go into the fashion industry and I liked it, but I was also bored and I probably would have stayed there, but I was laid off. So I was forced into thinking about how can I still do something creative? And I was always the event planner amongst all our friends. So I went into that and that led me to great successes. It's what brought me to Asia. Mm-hmm. I ran a five-star hotel in the event department in, in China And then I just crashed and burned. My health went into the gutter. I just looked horrific. I was very skinny. And some would say, oh, yay, you're skinny. Not healthy skinny to the point where I just was a mess. So I quit my job. And I said, you know what? Mm -hmm. I need to spend time for me. And that's when I really dove into taking care of my health. Didn't know where that was going to go with my career. And I just wanted to learn more. And then I realized I started helping people from what I was learning. And then it was like, why not make this my career? So that's kind of how I went into that. I followed what my body told me. I was at a point where I mentally and physically broke down and made that turn. And that's how it kind of started. Yeah. 
you know, Christina, that whole like crash and burn story. It's like deja vu, right? Because I hear it over and over again, where so many people who had highly successful jobs, you know, it looked like they had met, you know, their success goals or everything looks picture perfect from the outside. And then they crash and they burn. And a lot of times it's mental. It could be physical health challenges. It could be all kinds of things, but it's like breakdown before breakthrough, right? Like you have to completely break down before you kind of come out of it and be like, wait a minute, this is not what I want. Do you think it has to always be that way though? I, I hear it a lot, but do you think it has to be that extreme for us to stop what we're doing and start making these changes in our life? Cause that's what sickness often is for people, right? That's how in my introduction, I talked about, you know, don't wait till you get really sick because coming back from that, that can be a long and arduous journey. It's no fun at all. Right. So do we need to crash and burn? Is there a different way to do it? Like you said, there's two ways. There's a crash and burn and there's the other path, which my passion is getting people down that path because I want to capture it before then. So it is sharing some awareness of in the future, if you don't do anything, this is where you're going to be. But it doesn't mean fear-driven. It's like, look, if you start now, right. it's going to be so much easier. Right. So what I teach and what I educate people on is the smallest things. Because what usually happens is when people have like a something major or maybe it's like a, they realized, oh my gosh, over the last three years, I gained 30 pounds. And now they decide they want to lose weight and then they go on a crash diet because they want to lose it dramatically, even though it took them three years to get it, to add that weight on. So I like to go to the approach of where do you want to live? How do you want to live your life? Do you want to have, like we can talk about this later, like health span and lifespan. There is lifespan, which is you're just living to old age or health span where you are thriving until the very end. So, you know, wouldn't we rather just have this exciting, vibrant, energetic life until, you know, you're over a hundred and then you're gone as opposed to, okay, from age 60, I'm in a wheelchair. I'm living till 90, but I'm in a wheelchair for 30 years. Do you really want that? So for me, I'm like, right, we don't want that. And so it's educating people on, look at this. And it's usually what it takes is people start to feel like what you had said earlier a little creaky in their joints or gosh, my energy is not that great. That as a signal. And then when people, we focus like at the beginning, what I like to to get people to take action is to find what is your purpose? What is your why, right? That's a big hot thing now. What is your why? If you know your why, if you're very clear on that, and I don't mean just, I want to lose 15 pounds. Well, why do you want to lose 15 pounds? Right because I want to fit into this dress. Well, why do you want to fit into this dress? Right. Because I want my husband to look at me and think I'm beautiful. Well, why? And you just keep going down that path. And when you get to that root, when you start to feel that in your heart, like in your chest area that, ooh, I'm feeling this now, that usually is that driver. So the first thing to do with people is finding that. And once you have that, because I know you talk about this too, is having that mantra then whenever you get off path, you can look back and then, okay, I cannot forget this path. So you, if you have a passion, a why, then it's easier for you to do it versus 
having that fear-driven approach. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow, I love it. You know, I I have two important takeaways already from this conversation. First of all, lifespan versus health span. And I'm just going to kind of summarize that. And it's really about like quantity, number of years versus quality, quality of life, right? So it's like, do you want to live longer or do you want to live healthier? Mm. That's kind of the first question to answer. And then I love what you said, which is finding your why. So I want to do that with you now, Christina. Help me find my why. Why am I so driven in improving my health and my physical kind of well-being? Because, you know, I was pregnant a year and a half ago. And of course, I gained weight. And it's harder on my third pregnancy to drop it, you know, dial it back to where I was before that. And then I also noticed that with three kids, you need a lot more energy, mm. right? Like you need way more energy. So of course I was doing, like, I've been doing a lot of like working out. I have fixed my nutrition. I've started to eat better and it's been fairly easy, but I don't think I have a real clarity on why. So let's show people how to do this. How do they find their why? Yeah. So, so you have been taking action. Are you having, so the question is, is it consistent or not? I find drop-offs. Okay. So there are times like I had COVID for the first time, and then it took me a month to get right back to like working out because my body just couldn't, like I was a little, I was like getting tired easily. So it took me a couple of weeks to recover. And then I went on holiday and again, I dropped, you know, so there's always like, it's hard to sustain the same level of intensity and commitment all the time. So mm -hmm. I feel like maybe what's missing is that, you know, clear, why am I doing this? Yeah, we're going to walk through the why, but I want to get back to that consistency. Let's bring that up later because I have some good tips on that. But so, okay, you know, let me ask you then, why is it that you want to get your body back up to where it was pre-pregnancies? What's the reason? I think that it's a little bit of the ego. Like I want to look like how I looked before my children, mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like I don't want my body to change and become like 
the middle-aged, you know, let myself go mom body. So there's a bit of that ego thing. Like Mm -hmm. I should be able to be where I was before. So there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of fitting into my clothes and looking the way that I want to look, you know, there's energy, like definitely when you're heavier, I feel like the flexibility, the energy levels, everything just is not the way it used to be. I feel like what's coming up now is I'm trying to recapture who I was before the three children. And who was that person? Why did you like that? Why is that a desire? I think there was a lot less limitation Mm. in terms of, and limitation is such a wrong word, but I I can't come up with something right now. It's like there was such like no holds barred on where you want to go, when you want to go, what you want to do. Whereas now, even if I go on holiday for like, I went on a trip to Bali for 10 days and it was so hard to be away from my children, even though the trip was really important and I really wanted it. But like my heartstrings were like being tugged on a daily basis because I'm like, oh my God, I'm not there. So it's not like I'm forced to take on these responsibilities. I truly love being there, but I do feel like I have to constantly practice a bit of restraint in terms of what I want to do or what I want to accomplish feels a little bit restrained. Mm, restrained and because of like responsibilities or do you physically feel like, you know, you just don't have like what you said, the energy to kind of take on these things? Because I worked with my nutrition, I feel like I have the energy, mm-hmm. but I do feel the responsibilities that I want to uphold doesn't allow me to maybe do the things that I want to, which is kind of like my mom body now, right? Because of the three children and what my body has been through, I can't do the same level of, you know, exercise or pulling like, you know, crazy days and traveling all over the world without the jet lag coming in. Like my body takes a bit more time, right? Like I can't go five days and have like limited sleep. It's going to catch up. Like my body is now... Like it won't let me get away with it. Right. Yeah. And we exactly. And we evolve. We change. I mean, you know, we're, our skin's not the same as we were when we were, you know, five years old, you know, things. And so it's accepting that, but it's also acknowledging that 50% of who we are is our genetics. The other 50% is epigenetics. And that's how we influence our gene expression. So it's what you do in your lifestyle that has an impact. And like what you mentioned in the introduction, this is over time. It is baby steps along the way. And it's coming to the acceptance that number one, I am not destined to be a certain way because of my genetics. That's a big misunderstanding that people have. It's my genetics and they just give up and they have no hope. To first know that you have 50% at least or more of control if you switch by whether those genes switch on or off. It's a very simplistic way of saying it, but you know how your genes are expressed. And then as you age and accepting that our body's changing, but it doesn't mean that you... So you can't do the same thing. You can't do the same thing, right? right. So, But you can still have 
energy, feel great. I mean, you see these people in their 70s and 80s, you know, lifting weights, doing this and doing all sorts of crazy physical activity and having vibrant energy because they've supported their genes and their way that their body wants to be. So I think, yeah. yeah. So one thing is, you know, really accepting that you're not going to be able to do the same thing that you did before, but it's not a bad thing. Right. Because you've got different things that you've got your kids and it's a different way of life, but you love your kids. So it's like when we try to do the same things that we did 10, 15 years ago, that's where we might come up with some disappointment or feel like we're failing. When in fact, we just need to shift into a new method of doing things. You know, and what's come as we're, we're talking and as, as you're giving me, you're coaching me essentially, what came to mind is I don't actually want it to be like how it was in the 20s, because in the 20s or even in the 30s, I was not seeing the repercussions of my unhealthy lifestyle. Like because I was younger, I couldn't see that, you know, this lack of sleep was actually making me age faster. I, I couldn't see it because it's a delayed reaction. Yes. But today the feedback is instant. I see it right away. You know, I can see how my digestive system responds. I can see, like you said, you know, the creaks, like if I'm not stretched enough or like if I'm sitting on the computer for too long without, you know, stretching or walking around, I see it right away, you know, or like if I don't sleep well, then I just feel like that brain fog, right? So I'm getting like immediate, tangible feedback. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's telling me you can't do this. You can do this. You should do this. Right. And it's become so much more important to me to have that really high energy levels. And wow, I just worked on my nutrition and my sleep and I really feel my energy. There's no crashes. My energy is consistent during the day. I'm doing great. And I wouldn't have done that if I didn't, you know, see what was happening in real time you know, with how I was living my life and how it was affecting my energy levels. So in a way now my perspective shift and I feel a lot more grateful for where I am at my age because I can actually see what's going wrong and take action right away. Mm. Whereas in my twenties, like you're careless, you're carefree. You don't know what's going to happen 10, 20, 30 years ago because it's too far ahead, right? It's like, I can't see it. I'm not going to worry about it. But today, my body is almost forcing me to be really responsible to it. And I'm grateful. I thank my body for it. I guess initially, it was a bit of that, like, give me a break already, you know, like, can I just get by with like one day of just, you know, not taking care of myself without it having to show the effects. But you know, my body's like, no, it's time to be really responsible to me. And I think... I'm starting to have that energy or that feeling of gratitude. I'm glad I am where I am. And I'm actually super glad that because of my children, because of my husband, because of my family, it has taught me, encouraged me to dial it down. So I have the time to work out, to meditate, to eat well, because everything I'm doing for myself is actually an example to my children. And it's kind of, we're creating a really different way of life than the way I grew up, you know? So they're eating healthier. You know, my kids come and work out with me in the gym. 
course, they're not like really working out, but they're playing. They're mm -hmm. getting comfortable with like equipment, which is great, right? It's not like a big scary thing to them. It's kind of normal now to work out, to be healthy. So that's kind of like what's coming in. And that's just from a few questions you asked me. Yeah. Which is incredible. I think, you know, you brought up actually a few things that triggered a thought in my head was, you know, a lot of times with motivation, you hear out there like, no, the motivation needs to come from inside, not external motivation. And for sustainability, yes. But I always tell people, you can start with external motivation. So let's say, for example, you want to set a good example for your kids. That's an external motivation. But that external motivation then turns your daily routine into a habit. Then it sticks. And then it's a done deal. It's, it's it, part of your routine and you're used to it. So I tell people, you know, whatever the motivation is, external, internal, it's something that's going to get you going. And I think family is a great way to bring your family into it. Because I also know people that are like, oh, this is just for me. They, they have their own meals. They own, do their own workout. It's in their own silo. And I'm like, bring your family into it. Because first of all, that's going to get you, they're going to motivate you because they know they might, they're going to support you. Yeah. And they're also going to be educated in that whole process. So that whole thing, I love bringing the whole family into it. And then, gosh, I'm trying to think, like, there was something else you said, now I forgot, but it's okay. It was something about what you were saying with regards to, oh, right, now your body is telling you and it didn't in your 20s. And I think, here's the thing, our bodies are very smart. And after a while, your body's like, I am tired of this. I'm going to make you tired so you don't continue to beat me up the way you've been doing. Yeah. So I need rest. So we get those signals if we don't do anything about it. That's the first thing. And secondly, it's really you're developing that awareness, that mindfulness, which is to me one of the most important things. When you can tune into your body like you have, you really know, you can sense it. Some people don't even, they may be tired, but they just don't make that connection. Right. And I think that is step one into being able to accept taking small steps instead of doing that dramatic change that usually isn't sustainable. So how does someone get to step one? Like how would you, you know, get someone, a client of yours to step one where they can start understanding the cues, right? From their body. Like they start to being able to recognize it so then they can actually respond to it. How does a person get there? Yeah. So it is really taking and what I, I believe in taking baby steps. So sometimes people are like, that's it. And I have to a lot of times draw people back. This is all we're going to focus on for this week is how much water are you drinking? Because people tell me yeah, I don't have a problem with water. And I'm like, yeah, well, let's just focus on that for this week. And then next week they come to me and they go, oh my goodness, I think I only drink four cups a day. And the whole time they thought water's not an issue because that's also something we don't necessarily feel. And then once they switch it to eight to 10 cups, they're like, oh my gosh, I have so much energy. I'm not so hungry. I didn't realize it was water. So it's usually taking its small movement, its water. Nice. It's one of the, a few of the key foundations. There's like five, 10 foundational things I believe in starting with, but water and movement are the two. And that water is usually a big trigger. Like people just are taken away. And that's where the mindfulness starts, right? With something like that. Amazing. 
I know I worked on water at some point in my health journey as well, because I realized I don't think I drink enough water. And that was like a New Year's resolution. And that's how I kind of got that practice going. So I, I totally hear you. I think water is kind of a very sensitive point for a lot of people. How does one find balance, Christina? Like we talk a lot about balance when it's like holistic life, holistic living. What are your thoughts? How does one achieve that? Yeah. Well, one big thing that I think is really become a big aha in me discovering this because I'm all, I always, that's something I always say, oh, let's find balance. But how do you really find balance? Know that your life is an ebb and flow. It's up and down. It's up and down. Always will be. So, you know, when we say, oh, this is a really busy week for me, I'm going to start next week on exercising. Oh, this is a really, oh, I'm going away on holiday. I'm going to start when I get back. Instead, preparing for change is the normal. So, for example, I love to prepare people for trips. Okay, what can we do to keep some healthy habits while you're on holiday? Still enjoy the fantastic food that you know, you're going to have in that different country or wherever you're going to be. So have that mindset that there's no start and stop. It's a continuation. Yeah. No matter how small that action is, right? So even if it's, hey, I'm just going to carry out a small water bottle around with me everywhere I go, or it's, I'm going to do some movement snacks. So like, I'm going to do five squats here. I'm going to do a couple lunges there. Whatever it is, keeping that consistency of some awareness of what's going on, no matter how small, even though you can't go to the gym. So that's, I think, where you can start to build that balance so you don't have this mm. up and down, up and down. Because even if you are really stressed, are you going to brush your teeth? You probably are, right? There's no doubt when you wake up in the morning, I'm going to brush my teeth. And so I tell people right. to think of these habits like that. We want to get it to the point where it's a no-brainer and you just do it. So no matter where you are on holiday, no matter how stressed you are, hey, instead of going to the gym for 30 minutes, can you do five squats? That sets that plugs in that habit. So no matter what, there's no start or stop. Yeah. Five squats a day during when I travel and when I come back, maybe I'll do a 30 minute gym, but it's still slotted into your day. I think that's how you can keep that balance without having that crash and burn. That's, you know, so spot on because I've noticed that on holidays, it's like I suspend, this is how it used to be for me. I like suspend my regular life and I'm on holiday right? Because like mentally I'm on holiday. Mm -hmm. So I'm not doing anything that I normally do. But this time when I was in Bali, I, you know, I did yoga a couple of times while I was there. I went on a, like a trek. And so I was very active. And not only that, I was eating everything I wanted, but everything I was eating was really healthy. And it was really just, you know, the way I would love to eat all the time. And so when I came back, what was really interesting to me is I actually kind of, my body felt better, lighter, you know, like it's like I went on holiday, but I came back like as if I had been really, you know, on my routine without any like cheating. And I was like doing actually really well. And then when I started my workout again, it was so easy. You know, it was just so easy to come back to it because I never stopped right? It's not like the holiday was a break. In fact, the holiday was kind of like, 
my regular life, but even more of it. You know, so I was doing some really strenuous yoga and I was just, you know, my diet was great. I was doing a lot of water and just, it was so healthy and it was just so wholesome. And I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of so much easier. If I never got off the, what do they say? Got off the wagon. You know, I just kind of stayed on it the whole time. And you're right. It makes the consistency so much easier to maintain. So that's actually a really good tip. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, that's that's usually like the big aha that you got is typically what people will get because then they you don't realize, oh, I don't have to stop. Because when we stop making it temporary, when we it's not an end goal of I want to lose XYZ weight. It is I want to live a vibrant life. So it is continuous. And when you kind of release those shackles of I have to do this every day to having that flexibility to ebb and flow with your environment, then it's not all or nothing, right? It's being able to incorporate something into it. Yeah. Christina, I think I found my why Mm. in our conversation. I think my why, and I probably have to fine tune it, but I think my why is I want to feel this good all the time. Like, physically, emotionally, mentally, and my workouts, my yoga, my eating well, my, you know, active lifestyle, all of that makes me feel so good. You know, like I sleep better, I wake up better, you know, my energy, of course, sustains better over the day, I just feel really good. Mm -hmm. And I think when you feel really, really good, that feeling good spills over to like everyone and everything. So I'm happier just in general in the house, you know, with my children. I mean, I'm generally a very happy person. And, you know, I, I am a well being coach. So it's something that I do practice really uh, like with a lot of commitment. But I just feel really good when I'm living this very healthy and holistic lifestyle. Yeah. And it's so some people listening will probably be like, that sounds amazing. But how do you motivate yourself to do that? Even if you have that, like, knowing, yeah, you're like, yeah, that why it's it's so amazing. I want to feel that. But if they're not feeling it in their gut, or they're just like, have an influence, like someone is like, trying to drag them to something that may not be healthy for them. If you have that outer influence, it's hard to stay down that path. And one tip that I have that is, has been a really a big game changer as well is I like to do something, uh, create a thing called a breakthrough journal. Okay. And this is when you're at this point in the fork in the road, right? You can either go down this path and say, you know, eat this or eat this, something that's bad for you, something that's good for you. When you get to that point where you're like, okay, what choice am I going to make? And bringing up your why. And when you do make that choice in the positive realm, that is what you write in your journal. So this journal is only for breakthroughs. So you write down the struggle that you had in your head, what you did to overcome that. To break through it. And mm-hmm. how did you feel? Like what you just said, how amazing you felt. Writing that in your breakthrough journal so that when you come to the situation where you just don't want to do it, 
go back and read your own personal words, not anything anyone else has said, your own personal words of how amazing you felt when you actually took the path in the direction that you wanted to go. Yeah. And I find that to be a good thing to elevate you, to get you to go in that direction if you're ever like, not sure. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So like for me, it is, you know, when I did my workout after coming back from my holiday and how amazing I felt and how easy the workout was and how actually strong I felt, Mm -hmm. I need to kind of, what you're saying is put that in my breakthrough journal, like to remind me that this is what I'm doing it for. It's that feeling where I'm like, wow, I just, I feel so good. You know, I just feel amazing. And so that is the feeling we want to anchor. Yes. So that anytime we falter, we come back to that feeling. And that's the motivation to kind of push us over. It's how we keep the momentum going. Absolutely. And especially it being in your own words, because when you reread it, you'll feel that in your chest because it came from you. And you're going to be like, okay, yeah. I need, that's why I think it's so important after you have a situation like that, when you really feel it, get it down on paper because then the emotions are there. And that's what's I love it. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Tell me in your 10 years or even longer. Okay. What would you say is the secret to health and happiness? It's a big question. Oh, putting you on the spot. That is a, (laughs) (laughs) that's a heavy question, but I will have to say, gosh, over the years of, for my own personal self, and seeing what's worked for people, the number one thing really is you got to love yourself. And it's really interesting that, you know, this is Project Loving Myself because no matter what your whys are, that may work. But if you have that internal compassion and feeling deserving and love for yourself, you're more likely to do it, to make that choice that's going to support your health over someone else. You know, the situations where I got to take care of my kids or I got to take care of my husband and everyone else comes in front of you as opposed to, okay, that's fine. It's important to support your family members. But when you have that love, you will find time for yourself. Yeah. That's truly. Yeah, that's. Project loving myself. It is. That's exactly it. Self-love is the secret to health and happiness. And I completely, you know, I, I second that. I, I stand behind that. So completely agree. Now, Christina, you do a lot of retreats, right? You do a lot of like different programs for people. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that you do. Yeah. So some of the things I do on the retreats or some of the things like everything that I do. Tell me a little bit about the retreats, because I thought that was really interesting. When I was kind of scrolling through social media, I saw that you had one in Boracay. 
Yes. And you had a couple of different ones. So I want to know a little bit more about this because I would imagine that sometimes people need like a jump start, right? Like maybe they've just been neglecting this part of their life for so long and just like one small habit is not going to cut it. Maybe they need to kind of go do a retreat or a workshop or they need to kind of just immerse themselves and just lay the foundations. So I feel like a retreat is a great idea. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yes, retreats are a great way because you are in an environment where you don't have those regular influences that might pull you away from your self-care and self-love. So it is time away. Like I get a lot of moms that come to my weekend retreat. So I have I have weekend retreats and I have a longer one in Boracay coming up. The weekend retreats are a great introduction because it's only two nights. So it's usually something that people feel like they can get away and spend some time with themselves. If you're here in the Philippines, it's easy because this is a two and a half hour drive away. So we go away for the weekend. We do, we practice some stronger, more physical yoga. We do some less physical, more mindfulness yoga. So yin and restorative yoga. And along with that, we also have some workshops. There is workshops where we work on our inner mind-body connection, like what's going on inside. There's some wellness workshops for how to remove toxins from your life. What are some things that you can do in your daily life to reduce toxins, which are going to have an influence on your health physically and mentally? And just some final tips to like, hey, walk away with that you can tangibly do when you're at home. And then just the overall acknowledgement, like, wow, these three days just refueled me. I need to do more of this. So that's what I agree. Like having that clear cut, sometimes that, you know, cutting the cord and having that block of time can really bring some awareness, right? To what is really important and how fantastic it makes you feel. You know, I've realized over the last few years how important it is for me to find these little pockets of, you know, whether it's a retreat or a short trip where it's very like wellness oriented, you know, like it's like it's that the food that's really healthy and yoga or meditation or, you know, so I, I tend to do these kinds of short getaways and I do feel like it's refueling, it's recharging your batteries. And I think it's something that needs to be a way of life for us. My father, he's in his 70s now. Okay. And he does this like several times a year. He's been doing it probably for the last 20 years at this point. It's really part of like his lifestyle is to go away to these wellness farms. And he goes like all over the world. He takes a week off, eats healthy. You know, he does all these kinds of activities. And he always comes back just like ready to go, like, you know, ready to rock and roll. And he's really young for his age. And I think it really has a lot to do with how focused he is on taking those pauses from his life to go and recalibrate. And I see a lot of these retreats or well-being farms or little, you know, maybe spiritual, mental kind of breaks that we take from our regular life, a break in routine. It's keeping us ready 
to deal with the demands of our day-to-day life when we come back to it. So I'm really, I'm really excited about these different, you know, workshops you offer. I think it's so great. And I think more people should, should go and attend these kinds of retreats. Tell me a little bit, Christina, we're actually at pretty much the end of our conversation, but I want to know what else you do, because I know you offer a lot of different programs. Tell me a little bit about that. I've never actually worked particularly with a health coach, though I've worked with other coaches, so I know what that looks like. But I think a lot of people aren't aware of what it would be like to work with like a holistic health wellness coach. So tell us a bit about that. Yeah. So as a coach, I work with people one-on-one and in a group setting to really support you in where you want to be. A lot of people come to me first because they just want to lose weight. Or you're right. People don't know what a health coach does. What a health coach does, what I do is it's different than when you go to a doctor um, or you go to a nutritionist because they're going to do some tests on you or based on the conversation, do X, Y, Z, this, 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 go home and do it. And oftentimes, 90% of the population goes, okay, and they don't do it. The point of a health coach is we're here to support and empower. So as a health coach, I am here to empower you. I also and am educating as well. So like 20% of what I do is education, but really the other 80% is motivation to inspire and empower motivation from internal so that you don't have to rely on me in the future, that it comes from within. So it's super powerful. And, and unless you experience it, people don't realize it's hard for people to, you know, it's not as tangible as going to a, a doctor or nutritionist. And I love to partner with them because I'm like, they give you these guidelines. I'm the one that's going to help you do it. Um, that's kind of where I stand as a health coach. And I also, <clears throat> I was talking about epigenetics and genetics. And I've now just recently started utilizing this new assessment tool, which is phenomenal. It, it's based on genetics and epigenetics. So your, your genes, your lifestyle, all the things, your family history, it spits wow. out a customized 10,000 data point um, analysis of who, a blueprint of who you are meant to be and the path to get back to that if you've veered quite off from your genetic like predisposition where you should be and because you may have all these outside influences that have just gone against it and so we get a blueprint and we see it and it's so fascinating because now we have a good starting point and it talks about so for example some people you know what do you call it uh Intermittent fasting is really popular. And so I'm like, ah, oh, I got to do it. Everyone's got to do it. Got to do it. In a minute. It's my friend lost weight, this person, this person. And then you go and you try it and you don't lose any weight <clears throat> and you feel deprived and you're starving <clears throat> and you go, you give up and you go, it's just genetic. I'm not meant to do it or I'm not meant to lose weight. And, mm-hmm. and we do this analysis, this assessment and we go, oh my gosh, you're right. You're not meant to eat two times a day you're meant to eat five times a day. And guess what? When people go around and switch that because they were putting their body in starvation mode, they ate more frequently throughout the day and lost weight. Interesting. Or exercising, when, what type of exercising you should be, when you should be doing it. 
okay, there's a lot of people who shouldn't be exercising in the morning because it's causing stress on their body. And when your body's under stress, what does it do? It's all about protection. And it's just going to hold on to everything right. that you eat, right? Because it's just like protection, protection. If there, there was a client who just shifted her workout from 7 a.m. in the morning to 3 p.m. in the afternoon, didn't change food, didn't change the type of workout, lost 20 pounds like that. Because her, yeah, her body was no longer under stress and she was living the flow of what her body wanted. So truly fascinating thing. So this is how, um, why it's important to work with who you are specifically, not keto because everyone's doing it. Yeah. So it has to be customized to like what is good for you and what's going to work for you. But for example, that the report you're talking about, is that based on like a blood test? Like what is the determining factor? So it incorporates 15 different sciences from Eastern to Western medicine. It is Chinese medicine, Ayurvedics, microbiology, anthropomology. So what it is, is no blood test or saliva test. It's actually body measurements. Mm. So we're measuring your bones, your bone structure. Interesting. Then you answer questions on family history and also how you are now. Like, do you have dry, flaky skin? Do you have certain like fungus under your nails or which fingers are longer than the others? These are all determinant factors on how, so the, the bone structure is the genetic component and the other things of, for example, if you have digestive issues or skin issues, that's the epigenetics. That is the environment that's influenced that. Yeah. So it's pretty, pretty darn amazing. Yeah. I think, you know, there are so many options, tools that we just don't know about, you know, and that's why it's so important to share and bring awareness. And, you know, like you can't do something about it if you don't know about it. So I think the power of information and sharing and conversation, I mean, that is what, you know, this podcast is about. Christina, thank you for everything that you have shared on today's podcast. You know, I got something out of it. I know my why now. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty clear on my why. So I think it's going to be definitely easier for me to, to stay consistent and not need to fall off that wagon. Tell me, Christina, what is your project loving myself mantra for this episode? Like, what would you like to share with people as how do you stay committed to yourself? Or, you know, what is that mantra or message you'd like to share with others? It's quite simple. Something is better than nothing. Very simple, right? Short and sweet. Yes. So no matter how small it is, something's better than nothing. So no one can ever say, I don't have time. Do you have 30 seconds? Do you have a minute to do a couple squats or to add one piece of vegetable that maybe you normally don't have? So just trying one little thing every single day. That's it. Something's better than nothing. Love it. It has been a great conversation, Christina. Thank you for your time and energy. How do people find you? How do they find out about your retreats or get in touch? Yes. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook. So on Instagram, it's my wellness PH. And on Facebook, I have my wellness by Christina as my page, but I also have my personal profile, which is Christina Meningo. 
and my website. It's getting revamped, but my retreats are up on there. So it's mywellness.com.ph. So you can go there, click on events, and you can read all about the retreats and you can reach me that way. Perfect. And I've been to your website. So it's actually really easy to find the information. So if you're interested in getting on a retreat, on jumpstarting your holistic health journey, then check it out. Thank you, Christina. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a great conversation. I've loved it. I got some great takeaways from our conversation. And like I said, it's great to know my why for taking care of my body and health. But I guess the biggest lesson from today's conversation is to listen to your body. I read something that is so relevant to this. Your body whispers there is a problem before it screams about it. So listen to those whispers. Listen to those little, you know, red flags, those rumblings. Listen and do something about it. To keep moving forward and getting all the good vibes to motivate you, subscribe to this podcast and share your rating too. What is that one thing that you commit to doing today towards a healthier body and even mind? Tag at Project Loving Myself Podcast and at Sanaya Gurnamal and let me know. Because when you share your vision with others, then you're more likely to get working on it right away. Subconsciously, it becomes real and you become committed when you tell someone else of your plans. If you're a poker fan, then you're going to love this analogy. It's like being pot committed when you put in your buy-in. Now, today's quote is, take care of your body. It's the only place that you have to live. And that's by Jim Brown. So that's right. We have one body and this is the one body that is going to get us through our entire life. So you better start taking care of it if you want that to be an easy and smooth ride. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Project Loving Myself, brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Pod Machine. You are loved. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.